Hello and welcome to An Englishman and an Irishman Going to the Movies, the podcast that wants to play a game. Joining me, as always, is the man that would love to play a game but can't quite remember the rules, Sean Perry. I was told to sit out this game and most games, in fact. Yeah, that's fair. It's not because you're Irish. Um, and joining us as a very, very special guest is the lady that created all of the rules to the game you didn't realise you were playing. It's Ash. That's me with my textbook to hand. I'm still not over the great intro with the, the sore voice, though, to be honest. That was fantastic. See, I won't find out until the episode comes out whether that works or not, or if I just sound really creepy. I mean, it could be both. Uh, both. Both. Honestly, both. Terrifyingly creepy. But, you know, to the right degree, it's a Halloween podcast. Hello, Ash. I want to play a game. <laughs> For too long, you have been on... <coughs> That's as far as I can go without having a hernia. So... We are not at all sick of talking about Halloween, because we're going to do it for another episode. Um, Happy Halloween, everyone. Um, We're recording this in the past, but we're currently in the future. It is Saturday the 31st. Um, I'm sure there's loads of trick-or-treating in inverted commas, because we're all allowed out to play. Mm, Yes, of course. In fact, uh, we we are certainly um, not recording this on the day that the strictest lockdown yet has been announced in Dublin, which is great fun. So I can assure oh, no. you there are no trick-or-treaters. Or I, mean, I will throw stuff fair, it's, it's probably something that should stop. Like, um, it's, it's really cool when you're young because you just go to people's houses and ask for sweets. But now that I'm old, uh, I'm getting really annoyed of kids knocking on the door asking for chocolate. <laughs> just <laughs> launching chocolate. Go away. Just get away. Take it. I mean, just, it's going to be bricks. This chocolate time. slingshot now. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! See, I, I back that, but see, I, I like the Halloween trick or treat time mostly because I don't get many kids come into the house, and there's loads of fun sized chocolate to be had for myself. So just stock up on it, have all the little chocolate bars, and have a wonderful time. Don't need uh, don't need anybody else taking them. So trick or treat, just all treats for me is the uh, the rundown of my Halloween. I'm so glad that Sean is editing because all that sentence is going to be is they don't have a lot of kids in my house, and then any more since the court order. And then that's it, we're not going to have anything else. No! The real villain of the podcast. We're not supposed to spoil stuff before we release the episode, Ah, okay? Sorry. (laughs) Right, so, um, you may have noticed we have a, finally, a feminine voice on the podcast, which I think, other than mine, is much, much needed. So, Ash, tell us a bit about who, who, who you are, other than, what did we call you, the Scarlet Solo? Oh yeah, that was my uh, my lovely little my lovely little USB device. But uh, no, my name is Ash. I previously did what culture horror, so I kind of ran that. Did all of the spooky horror stuff. I now work for PlayStation Access and do video game stuff and bringing a slice of horror to them. But just all round horror loving spooky lady of the night. I don't know if I, I don't know if I can be a lady of the night. I don't know. Look, it's said. No. It's out there now. So. Hey, we ain't doing no judgment here. No, I mean, Lady of the Night definitely means something else from where I live, but I mean, it's cool, it's fine. Now, interesting, Sean, when when I asked, so Sean said that you were moving on from what culture, and I said, okay, that's cool, what's she going on to do? And he was like, it's something with, something with video games. He didn't say it was PlayStation, so he kind of buried the lead a little bit. I didn't know if I was allowed. It's like, hello, yeah, I'm the town crier. Hello. This was just a conversation between me and you. It wasn't on the record. I wasn't like taking notes. Ready for like well, the Well, there you go, on the planet. record. 
now you know it's uh yeah it's it's, it's lovely but yeah trying to bring a bit of uh, a bit of a bit of horror stuff to there as well i'm having a great time i do fun videos for a living all the time and i just i'm having a blast so thank you so much for having me to do more fun videos and audio stuff like it's lovely thank oh God, you no, thank no, you, very thank you much. for coming it's absolutely awesome so what we're going to get into uh, we're definitely going to get quite deep into saw in particular um, it, it's a film when I knew we were doing horror for the month. I really wanted to do so because I've got so much to say about it. Uh, before we dive into that, what is it about horror in particular that that maybe this is my wheelhouse? This is where this is what this is the content that I want to chuck out there. Well, me here. Yeah, uh, I'm fed up of talking uh, to Sean. <laughs> well, well, I think um, I, I was thinking about this the other day. You, you get asked it a lot when you're really into horror, like what mm. what drew you to horror, what makes you interested in horror. And um, I've I've really been thinking about it recently, and I think it's just because I'm so so anxious about everything. It's always worst case scenario with horror, so you don't have to worry anymore once you've hit that like peak of everything's terrible, everyone's being killed, lo- everyone's dead. <laughs> it's just like okay, cool. This is the worst it could get, and I think that's just where I thrive. I also love like mythology and lore and weird stuff and basically anything that's kind of outer side of the human experience it's all based on strange how fear works in people's minds and stuff as well the psychology behind it lots of lots of stuff like that i just think it's incredibly interesting and the way that it works in film and like imbues moral lessons into them and kind of works as modern day fairy tales i think is an interesting part of horror i just love it i think it's the most experimental interesting genre out there and you don't get anything quite like horror anywhere else it's always the weirdest funnest stuff it's so experimental so yeah that would be my very long-winded answer to why why i like horror why horror is for me that is awesome that is not that is not that's that's a way i've never thought of looking at horror before um so i'm a pretty anxious person in general and i probably shouldn't watch horror films because i'm on the edge of my seat basically if i'm watching home and away um so put a horror film on and i'm just i'm a nervous wreck but you're absolutely right it's Going into it, you know some shit is going to happen. Most of these people aren't going to make it out of a, out alive. So it's like, here's my expectations. Whereas if you watch yep. like, if you watch another film, you don't really know who's going to make it to the end. Um, that's a really really cool reason to get into horror. Um, so yeah, I'm I'm really similar actually. Especially if I want to feel something, I put a horror film on, which might mm-hmm. be a little bit twisted. So it's not put a rom com on because I want to feel some emotion. It's I kind of want a jump scare. I want something that's going to make me go, what What the fuck is that? <laughs> I've put a horror film on because you, it can do things that most films can't do and, and can't get away with. So yeah, it's, it's really cool. I think just horror it's just a gift to like filmmaking like people can get away with so much do many so many weird things Uh, monsters in horror I always think are the most fascinating thing like how people imagine their own worst fear on screen and how that kind of applies to other people as well like when you look at the weirdest creations out there like starting off with stuff like Gilman and like the 40s and Universal Monsters and that sort of thing and then moving on to stuff like the ritual with the strange Jotun in the forest sort of thing I think um, that they're allowed to be so weird and out there and you see people's insides both like literally and figuratively in a way that you wouldn't normally um i just think i just think it's incredible it's so interesting i don't think it will ever stop interesting me and i imagine it's the same for you guys horror fans and saw when you've seen plenty of people's insides is a great place to start just i've seen more intestines in the last week than i ever ever needed to see but I think, you know what, if I was a horror director, I'd be a bit nervous because you do, there's a, there's a few times over watching the Saw films where I'm just like, you have issues. 
you not only thought of this and wrote it down, you put it to camera. You paid some people to reenact this, which you've got to respect the balls on it, but also like, dude, dude, you're fucked up. Like, <laughs> also, I think as well, like the obviously there's been horror movies as long as there's been movies, and there is an inevitable. You have to one up what came before, even yes. though it's obviously it's often not successful. There's still the you know the even in the Saw series, I think of that pendulum. Which is just, that is always stuck in my mind. And you, if you're starting from there, you're like, hmm, wall crushing could be good. Um, <laughs> and, and you have to have these serious conversations. Whereas you're right, out of context, it's like you need serious psychological help. Please see a doctor. Yeah, please, please yeah. seek help now. But in the room, you're the creative one. You're bringing a new vision. You know, you yeah. were able to look at somebody and go, I wonder what you would look like inverted. <laughs> <laughs> Inside out. So the Hills of Ice springs to mind with that. Like, in particular, I think that I'm not entirely sure I could have put that film to film. There, there's some bits of it that are just a bit too... They're a bit too much. Um, I, I don't know. What do you, what, I, we didn't plan to talk about the Hills of Ice at all, so I'm going to put you on the spot. Give me your analysis of the Hills of Ice. Oh, I'd, I'd, exploitation doesn't sit as well with me on the horror scale with with sort of stuff where it's like super I know we're going to talk about torture porn and all that sort of thing as well which is an yeah. interesting point to start on <laughs> exploitation doesn't sit yeah, well yeah I don't like exploitation but, but Saw yay no I think I think Saw is an incredibly interesting example stuff like The Hills Have Eyes um, I think is great and interesting and kind of like the oh what's the most horrible thing we can put to screen kind of examples but, um, but I feel like don't do it yeah, well, I feel like it's it's interesting to see as like an endurance test. Like I feel like The Hills of Eyes is one of those endurance yeah, test movies absolutely. that you put on to be like, oh, okay, what's in here? What can I handle? How hard am I? And then you just level up until you've seen the most disgusting thing possible and scarred yourself in the process, which is always what happens. People are like, how much can I take? And it's never as much as, as you think you can. Or it's way too much, and then you're that weirdo who's seen all the worst <laughs> horror films on the planet. Like, for me, I, I absolutely draw lines with, uh, with some exploitation stuff from, like, if it's gratuitous in a way that I feel is, you know too much I, I don't know I, I want I want the horror I want the, the psychological side I want the, the interesting facets of, of why they're making a film as well yeah but I, I, not to say that films like that aren't intelligent just I think there's different things I prefer with horror so The Hills of Eyes is one that's not like high up on my list but I respect it doing its thing as the, the endurance movie definitely um, but it's Saw I, I, to bring it back to Saw Good segue. Because I know we're going to get there. Is I think that that's way more interesting because it plays psychological mind games that hadn't kind of been done to the same degree before, which is why it blew up so much in popularity. Whereas something like The Hills Have Eyes and um, it, and that sort of film kind of harks back to the days of video nasties and putting out the most extreme thing possible. So it's not quite as emblematic a film of the noughties as something like Saw would be because it did something totally new. Well the director makes no apologies for saying that he drew on the Texas Chainsaw Massacre which I think mm. does the Hills of Eyes but better it's not as exploitative um, yeah. and I've just a really quick bit of advice to anybody out there, don't watch the Hills of Eyes with your parents whether it's the first time you watch it or the third um yeah, don't don't do that, and we'll move on from there. Three times, three uh, times right, you okay. chose to do that. <laughs> not not all with my parents. I'm going to come off so bad from this. The, the first Hopefully time, it was the first time. Hopefully, you didn't see this film and then decided, <laughs> "Mum and Dad, do you know what?" <laughs> no, it was the third time. You know what? I watched it twice and then thought, "You know what? My parents are going to dig this." 
I'm gonna watch it with them. No, that that it was definitely the other the other the other thing. So Saw Saw Saw's a great franchise that will detract from what we just talked about. <laughs> I don't watch The Hills of Ice, my parents. <laughs> um, Ash, just before we came on, you made an excellent point about how you know horror. It in the two thousands horror, I feel, and I think what you were saying as well, it changed a little bit. Um, mm-hmm. I feel that Saw is for me emblematic of. I suppose shit got real in that, mm. yeah, the situation might be a little bit ridiculous, but there's nothing in it that couldn't be done. Mm, yeah. And it's not to say that, obviously, you know, any of the slasher movies or whatever before, um, never mind the aforementioned Jason, who cannot die no matter what you do. <laughs> well, same but, with uh, Michael Myers. Like, he's he is supernatural, even mm. in Halloween, even the first one. He gets away with shit that humans can't. This, I will yeah. say, with, with Saw... Um, timelines might get confusing but that's the most unbelievable everything else could be done by a twisted mind oh no i love that shit the timeline stuff in (laughs) saw like i just had this thought right now saw did to horror films what nolan did to batman and and comic book films because it set you know what this crazy horror scenario let's put it in the real world and make it practical and also messed with time because it's not a Nolan film if you don't fuck with the timeline a bit. Oh, should we just should we just start talking about Saw? I think we're there. I think we, <laughs> we we've done enough foreplay. Let's just get into Saw. Ash, have you oh. seen Saw by any chance? <laughs> uh, actually, no. I, I'm not prepared for this. Um, right. Oh. Thanks for listening to the episode this week. We'll, we'll see you in November. Thanks for listening to our episode on the hills of eyes and Christopher Nolan. <laughs> Brilliant. No, I uh, I love Saw. I love the first Saw. I think I think as much as people look back on on the Saw series as like schlocky torture porn now, the first Saw was amazing. Is amazing. It's such an interesting film. It has so many different points to it, which are new and exciting. And it made James Wan and Lee Winnell like what they are now. And they are horror forces. Like they are such gifts to the horror world. And know that knowing that they started out with this nasty little film. Um, always warms my heart. I think Saw is incredible. But yeah, that's like my, my first review. It's good, is, uh, <laughs> it's, is my take on Saw. I mean, if when they do like a four, five, six K Blu-ray, whatever, remaster, it's going to be, Ash, it's really good. And it's yes. that's going to be the headline. Um, <laughs> Absolutely. That, the film is, it's so unique even within the Saw franchise. Like, you can almost see that it was made without the intention of being this huge thing. You can't watch it on its own as a complete story, um, which is bonkers considering how little um, uh, John uh, Kramer actually appears in the film. Um, oh man, I love it! It gives me all. It gives, <laughs> I mean, to be fair, he's in every single scene. I was going to say he's there quite a lot. To be fair, but it is. I think that is my most shocking horror moment. So we're, we're going to get into quite a lot of spoilers. So sucks to be you if you haven't watched Saw by now. I'm not going to apologise. It's when did it come out? Two thousand and Three. I'm so glad we all did research. This is great. I, still, I thought it was 2004. Four. I mean, sorry, I'm a year out. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> it might be three. I could be wrong. It could be. We'll, we'll go with one of those. I'm sorry for spoiling a, a film that's either 16 or 17 years old. But it that is... What did you... Well, what did the pair of you think when you saw him stand up in the middle of the room right at the end? Oh, I thought... Holy hell, he stood up. Um, I, I, He's alive. Oh my God. Just, it's one of the best horror twists like out there. Like you talk about M. Night Shyamalan. No, got nothing. 
got nothing on Saw yeah. when uh, when Jigsaw stands up at the end. It's it's one of the best like little shocks. I think the whole way through you get a few twists and turns, but that trademark Saw moment where you're like, oh my god, that, that was kind of like recreated with the most recent like Jigsaw. Um, yeah like a uh, sequel called Jigsaw I'm trying to like just say it's called Jigsaw not the Jigsaw sequel Jigsaw and those were created there <laughs> Jigsaw the Jigsaw um, movie by Jigsaw yeah I think uh, I think having that like trademark twist and that it's all their own that is really hard to replicate and to land just I wasn't expecting it I wasn't prepared for it you think it's just uh, like a, a, a silly you know slasher oh he's got to cut off his foot oh he's got to do horrible things like all this that and the other and then oh no here's the narrative heft the guy's in the middle of the floor he it's likes just to it's, watch. it's brilliant yeah, yeah it's, it's brilliant. so so clever and it's even in 2004 I think we're all a bit cynical and like we've seen everything that horror can throw at us we've seen it it's fine everything from this point on is going to be a rehash of a remake and then Saw just comes along and says nope this is gonna this is gonna surprise you and what's interesting about Saw is that you've got no backstory you don't know anything about John you don't know why he's doing it it's just two dudes in a room they're chained up you're pretty sure one of them's gonna lose a limb by the end of it Mm. but it Oh, it's yeah, it's so good. How did it? How did it hit you, Sean? Um, I mean, full on jaw on the floor moment. Yeah, um, mm. and it was because it's. I feel it's one of those really, really, really excellently crafted scene. Apart from the story side of it, which was like, oh my god, the way the music has just uh, just over the whole scene, it's an oddly uplifting theme tune, even though it's scary as balls. Um, oh, it gives me shivers every <laughs> yeah. single time. Like it's really it's good. So it's good. Just, you could just imagine, say you're going for a run or something and you're kind of flagging <laughs> and this comes on and suddenly you're do, running do, to do. the end of the road. Do, do, One, do. because you've got energy do, do, two, because do. you don't know who's behind you. <laughs> but um, it's... It, it, like, Ian, you said a great thing. I mean, it is a very self-contained story. It's excellent. I... I mean, I, I I know that there's many, 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 many. many. I think I think we're on sequel number forty-seven at this point, but um, <laughs> I would some, somewhere better than them, others. Other I than think five. Um, I I I think it works as a trilogy. Um, uh, I think there's other. Yeah, bits. I will get into that. I think. Yeah. Okay, but I I think, and I'd be interested to. So here here's a slightly, on the spot question. I feel that. This was a film that came out of a post 9-11 mindset. I think people Ooh. were sad. People were angry. And people, they weren't making the kind of hopeful horror, like Final Girl kind of horror that you would have got with even as recent as Scream, which was 96, I think 96, 97. Um, whereas this comes along and this is a grim little film. So throwing it out to the floor... How did 9-11 affect film in horror <laughs> this is definitely using Saw as a lens? This is definitely a question you chuck out to the class like a week ahead of time. So I'm going to let Ash go first. <laughs> oh my God. This is not this is not my area to be commenting on. Um, it's no I one's think, area. <laughs> it's, I'm like, oh my God. Um, I feel like 9-11 changed the landscape of film completely. And I, I, the thing is, Sean, I just agree with what you've said, where it's like, it is, it is gritty, it is hard, it is a difficult watch. And I feel like the trends of horror kind of reflect that period in the 2000s altogether. Um, we got found footage, which was like very real and grounded, uh, which kind of had a massive boom in the 2000s. 
Horizons, we had torture porn, which is absolutely the pinnacle of just watch this because it's unpleasant. We had zombie movies, which is all about people just like failing, society crumbling. Horror as a whole just shifted its lens into all these massive trends and then churned out as many of them as they could because it's what people wanted to watch. Um, and Saw being the inception point for that, obviously... Is an, is an important part of that. It kind of reflects the, the nasty attitudes, the torture porn, all of the, the grim watching obsession that kind of is born through that lens, as you would say. And that is my answer, and I'm going to throw a buck over to Ian. Oh, son of a bitch. That is way better than my <laughs> answer. I now wish that I had... I really wish that I'd gone first. Um, so, <laughs> I, mean, I, I do agree. I think in the entire the entire landscape of cinema changed because of 9-11. And they, even, they pumped out two 9-11 films within three years, like way too quick. Um, I think it peaked when it, it became... What was the what was the Robert Patterson film that used... Remember Me. Thank Remember you very me. much. That used... It was That was the end of the film. It had nothing to do with 9-11 other than he worked in the Twin Towers. And I think that's when it peaked and you're like, come on, really? That's just really taking advantage. Um, but I think Saw in general, it it's definitely... I mean, especially when you get towards the end of the, the series... The whole thing is a commentary on on society and pretty much everything that is fucked up about it and everything that's exploit exploitative um, about society. So he he never says that he's committing crimes or that he's a murderer. He's just giving out justice. That's it. These guys they can they can help themselves through his brand of justice and they can survive. But he he's not even punishing them. He's like this is going to make you a better person. Um, and yeah, so I just, it's, oh, it's so hard when you've seen six of them and you end up kind of agreeing with John and you're like, am I the, am I the bastard here? Oh, agreeing with John. It's weird, isn't it? Because his method is appreciate life, which obviously is like, okay, everyone like enjoy your life, appreciate all the good things. But the way he goes about it is bad, Ian, I must say. It's not, not the ideal solution. Hey, I never said it's good. I'm not saying, like, with John's argument, it's uh, 67% of um, offenders in New York end up back in jail within three years. So he's like, well, how how good a justice system is that? Um, hey, with my system, Amanda's rehabilitated. Yeah, but John, is she? I mean, I'm just going to have an argument with myself and John and Amanda, <laughs> um, which is a bit weird. Uh, but it's, you, there's no way you can justify it, but you can kind of see where he's going. <laughs> Oh, no. Road to hell. <laughs> yeah, good intentions. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so I'm going to jump to the end of the series really quickly while we're talking about what's wrong with society. End of the series so far. So far, because it, ah. is, it is making a return with yes. Chris Rock, but we'll we'll get on to that. Um, so, five, so full disclosure, I, for some reason, put myself through Saws 1 to 7. Um, over the last week, um, I haven't slept much, but it's fine. Sleep, sleep is way overrated because at least now I know that when I wake up, a pig isn't going to come and kidnap me and, and put me in oh. some sort of torture device. Sorry, just worst mask, just to jump in there. One of the worst masks in horror. I hate the pig face. I hate the pig yep. face with the wig on. It didn't need a wig, but it has a Why wig. Why has it got a wig? so much There's worse. No There's absolutely no just, need at all. It's I mean, just we grim. arguably, in, in our everyday life today, we have scarier and more effective masks that we wear every day like, yes. what was his pig fetish right. what <laughs> wait what wait, what are you doing yeah wait what <laughs> you can just buy a black mask uh, you don't, it doesn't have wrong to have podcast on it. wrong podcast um, <laughs> bail 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 yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
so it, oh shit, what were we talking about? The masks? Um, um, yeah, the pig. Talk, the pig mask. The, yeah, sorry, what was up, his yeah. fetish with pigs? Because it, it's a, I know it's the, the, all of this starts during the year of the pig and that, the, the Chinese year of the pig and that's what starts that. But he's, oh, which film is it where he's chucking, I think it's the fifth, it's the fifth or th- sixth when he's chucking pigs into the meat grinder that then nearly drowns. The the, he's got a problem with pigs. Pigs did something to him. Pigs, yeah, it's it's. Um, I was trying to think of a pun then, like really. It's, it's a bit of a pig sty. Is mine. <laughs> I don't know. I've got wow. nothing. Way to ham it up. Wow, there it is. <laughs> oh. Pork, also. You know that's oh. all I've got. Like, that one was Bringing good. home the bacon, right? <laughs> Little Miss Piggy, she needed. To, never mind. Um, so yeah, so right at the end of the series, the the victims get really, really mundane. So you move away from murderers and rapists and paedophiles, and it's Saw Six, I think, opens with two mortgage brokers that are giving out irresponsible mortgages, and and they have to cut off the pound of flesh. Um, and then the next film is, or it might be that one, it is centered around the guy that's. Uh, it's the health insurance guy that's refusing to give payouts on policies and it's yeah is, you're right this is important but it seems almost mundane for a horror film doesn't it but is this mm. I wonder um, so if Saw was I, I don't think Saw itself was a direct uh, response to 9-11 because okay but if potentially the one you're speaking of where mortgage brokers and health insurance scammers or would probably have been a response to the financial crisis and how how people were because if if you think about it now i'm not saying this is fair but in 2009 2010 if you introduced yourself as a banker you were more than likely going to get shot and rightfully so or not as i say we're, we're not making judgments here you know come back for english irish after hours and we'll talk about judgments um and it's just I, I agree that it doesn't make for a great film because I think it immediately dates it in a certain mindset. You know, you can have a dated movie that ages well and Halloween ages well. Friday the 13th, in fairness to us, it's, it could be today what it was then. Um, Nightmare on Elm Street will, could be today that, what it was fine. then. <laughs> but Fuck that movie. No! <laughs> yes! <laughs> Anywho, <laughs> but yeah, but if your if your villain is a mortgage broker, once you kind of get over that mind period where the Big Short is a huge, massive, successful film, that it doesn't make sense anymore. And what you're feeling, Ian, that this is mundane, this is boring. I would agree with you. I think no, like you know, the guy did a job. Give him a break. Uh, whereas if you go back to Saw One, and we actually spoke about this before, and this was something that's. It's a little bit disturbing because it hasn't aged well. It's, um, I'm not sure if it's the first or the second victim, but the man in the barbed wire. And he's only in there because he basically self-harm. He pulled a razor across his wrists. And as John says, you have a great life. Why would you possibly want to hurt yourself? And, I mean, that was questionable at the time. Yeah. It's even more questionable now, now that we can have this conversation of mental health. And I'm going to throw that one out to the floor. How do you feel or how did, not only did you react to that in Saw 1, but also how I feel clever it was to include that. 
So I think there's no way that Ash gives two clever answers back to back. So I'm still going to let you go first. Oh no! I'm going <laughs> to trum- tr- trumble at trumble. There you go. That's in my first trumble. answer. Is trumble. That's I was going to trip and tumble over myself. Trumble, trumble is definitely a new streaming service that that just does <laughs> horror podcasts. Trumble. Um, wait, what was the question again? So, <laughs> no, that that it's you're not right. Even that sentence ran on. So. Um, we had it started with you know your mortgage brokers were the villains and that was because it was kind of financial crisis going back to saw one where you know our let's say this big post 9-11 thing was in the air and this man who was well adjusted and had a good life had the audacity to try and kill himself he gets put in this trap and how do you feel about that as a statement then and now and how did it affect you both, not to put it on one or the other. I don't. I don't think I understood quite the implications of Saw when I was younger. It's very much like, oh, okay, here's a nasty film doing nasty things. I'm gonna watch and be like, ooh, titillation. Um, and then watching it now and thinking of the social commentary on it, it's obviously a lot different. The first time I watched Drag Me to Hell, which I'm gonna bring up, which is obviously a 2009 film and does the whole mortgage broker thing. I didn't know that that was what that was about at all. Even in the years since, uh, I thought it was like an. A, I, I like. I love Drag Me to Hell. I think it's a great horror film. Even in the years since, when uh, it's been analysed and stuff, it's always for like the bulimia and like the um, the the that kind of side of it, where she's been sick and it's got this understated, um, the underlying story that's about eating disorders and stuff. It wasn't until someone pointed it out to me that it was the mortgage broker thing that she was like, you know, someone who wasn't giving out a, a mortgage to someone, um, and it being kind of that reflection of society as well that that played into it. That I was like, ah, oh, my mind expanded to a different viewpoints of the film. So with Saw. I had that same experience where I watched it first as like, oh, here's a grotty horror film. Oh, here's another implication for it. Oh, here's another implication for it. So my answer is it felt differently across the years <laughs> as uh, as I learned more about it and it had more layers. Um, but yeah, it's like an onion that just opens up and has more stinky layers the further <laughs> the further you get in. And I think that's a really interesting part of it. And I think it's a, I think it's good to have those pieces in there. I like a horror movie that is a time capsule of the the time period and kind of reflects the thoughts on that because it's interesting and it's kind of what horror is for it's for reflecting on what scared people and what scares people and um i think whilst it might date a film that's good for looking back and seeing what the cultural consensus was at the time that sort of thing um i think the self-harm uh like the person who self-harms in saw being put through the razor wire i think that's a really interesting one to throw in because it shows that jigsaw as much as he tries to like position himself as this compassionate person who can teach people to love life again he doesn't understand what people are going through he doesn't understand that there's uh, like uh, individual and identity to all of these things it's very much a blanket antidote to something that doesn't have a blanket answer um so i think that helps position him as a villain rather than as ian says being like oh he's got a point oh Oh, wait a minute Ian, whose whereabouts we are now going to try and confirm for all of the makings of these films. You know, just yeah, how much I, do you identify with Jigsaw, Ian? Just... I really feel like I'm not coming off well in this conversation <laughs> at all. Um, so I totally, totally agree. Um, and I would love to know what the intention of of the, the of James Wan and um, uh, Lee, Lee Winnell, what their... Was that deliberate? Because Saw 1 and 3 in particular deal with self-harm. So Amanda is self-harming in in Saw 3. Uh, It's highlighted in Saw 2 because I think that's the reason that she's 
she's put into the trap is because she's not appreciating her life um and she's still doing it during during saw 3 during the um look after saw um, look after look after john and cut his head open scenes mm-hmm. and i don't think it's handled really well but i don't know if that's deliberately not handled well to make john look bad or deliberately not handled well because the directors just weren't thinking about mental health at the time it could be like a weird reflection on violence and how people come to terms with things like through vi- like you know reflecting the different facets of violence in society and how that kind of plays out how people um not, not coming to terms with things is is the wrong phrase it's how people process stuff and and see violence and you know what i mean like with yeah. films like people watching horrible nasty films we are in, inflicting this this nasty t- torturous movie upon ourselves um and i guess maybe that's their kind of commentary on horror as a whole and the violent nature of it um it, it could just be a misinterpreted or a misunderstood way of doing it but i think both lee winnell and james wan are too smart to have done it without a purpose behind it yeah i hope um, so I, I think as well, what, what I, once you really notice watching through the franchise as Ian has just done, <laughs> is that the first one is the least graphic by, mm. by oh, a by country a mile. long, long, long way. Yeah. Um, and, you know, you have a lot of suggested violence um, and you have obviously some on-screen violence. Um, and then as, as you go along, you start to see, you know, let's kill people inventively. But... Um, I feel, first of all, that was a very, very clever thing, but it, it, it opened a floodgate. I think they are, in a way, indirectly responsible for, and I would think a hostel would be ne- not the pinnacle of torture porn, but the maybe the easiest example it's of torture porn. It's a bloody heart. Yeah. Is there a reason for that film to exist other than to show the depths of human cruelty whereas saw in my opinion it's a little bit like we were saying earlier on it is kindness through cruelty it's like hostel doesn't really need a plot does it to, to be honest it's just a series of oh that's fucked up um, so like, eli roth is smart oh he's, but, i he's just, love him he's brilliant um like the first cabin fever is a fantastic film i really enjoy that um and they remade it for some strange reason. I, yeah, I, I don't know. know why they remade it. It's fine yeah, as it was. Remade yeah, it was like shot for shot and stupid. bland. But it was, yeah. Like I, 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 I feel when you go too overboard, even on what you suggest. Obviously, hostile you see an awful lot more. But even if you go overboard, if it was all just suggested violence, if it was all just this or that, with no story behind it, which I would argue, hostile has no story behind it. Um, that makes a very different statement. Both films make statements. They're both members of the torture porn genre, but they op- occupy extremely different parts of the torture porn genre. It's it's interesting because something like the Texas Chainsaw Massacre is like thought of as one of like a gory horror film that you'd be like, oh, okay, it's Mr. Chainsaw Man. Oh, and it's just and not. Up. Yeah, there's nothing in it. It's really implied. There's barely any blood. Um, and it's like, the, the, you think you see more than you do. And I think that kind of, I think that in horror as a tool is a reflection of, you know, what what we fill in the blanks with and imagination being worse than, than what you see on screen. Um, the, the difference between Hostel and Saw definitely is like, they do feel worlds apart despite being like in the same boat, two peas in a pod. But, you know, the pod is, uh, the pod is very vast and they're at either end of it. <laughs> 
using using different kinds of veg vegetables, like a carrot and a pea and a pod. Uh, there's, yeah. there's a metaphor in there somewhere that I think we've lost, but yeah, totally agree. Um, so, um, saw saw one. Do you? Th- so this is a question I've been racking my brains. How much of Saw's two through seven was really planned from Saw? Do you think? None. N- literally no, none, none of it at all. Like no, this was I, a one and done film. But holy shit, it made nine hundred and ninety nine million dollars. They um they planned it as such like a short film. They had their short film that they made out, out of film school, and then they that was what they wanted to make. That was their movie, and they did Saw, and they made it, and it was great. And you can see how like you you said it's a self contained narrative. And I think from there, from the success of that, they crafted a great like um, trio of films, had a, a nice arc that goes over them. And then after that, it was definitely studios going, we have something gnarly, we have something fun. People like seeing it to test themselves. And I like the spirit of Saw being very much, what can we get away with next? What's going to happen <laughs> next? Um, because that's what it turned into. And you know what? They obviously had great fun making those films. And if they can make a load of bank doing it as well, go ahead, go and have fun. But um, I'm glad they yeah. had fun. Yeah, um, I think the I think the first film is absolutely what Saw is all about, and the rest is very much an extent an extension of the uh, the benefits of of making that film because like the the directors and writers and stuff of it, you know, they, they didn't hang around doing those roles; they turned into producers and stuff yeah. instead. And I think that's kind of telling as well. Yeah, definitely. So Saw one, it's it's amazing how long they spend in that toilet bathroom type situation mm. and the the mystery itself and the game takes a very long time to to reveal itself where in subsequent films it is game 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 rules rules go 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 how many different ways can you cut yourself um but one they they don't really go through a lot like they're just i mean he has to cut his own leg off but mm. They don't really go through a lot other than that. There's a lot more psychological stuff going on, which it's why the, the the shock value at the end of him just absolutely losing it, literally, fuck this shit, I'm just going to have to cut my leg off. Um, mm. Oh, it, it hits me way harder than anything in the subsequent films. Mm. Yeah, I think that's fair to say. It's another one where it's like the implied stuff. It's like, oh, how would you handle this situation? I think films like Saw and like one similar i like to think of as like game show horror movies is kind of the the the, the term i have coined for it myself uh it's like game show horror like stuff like nice. saw like 13 sins like belco experiments like you know all that sort of stuff um i think it's it's really interesting because it puts you in the position of what would you do would you rather as well something like that where you're oh like, man that film is Oh, the eyeball. Yeah, I think it's it's oh. it's it, it puts you in the position where you go, could I do that to survive? Nope. Could I could I do that? <laughs> would I want to do that? What would I do instead? How would I handle this situation? Can I figure out the puzzle? And Saw is like the perfect like circle of who are these people? What are they doing? Could I survive what they're going through? What would I have done? What clues can I pick up on? Because obviously John Kramer's uh, pictures are in the film from the beginning. You can see that he's drawing traps when you go to the hospital flashbacks with um the gordon florence um he's got the hospital flashbacks with him drawing up the bed the bed the bear trap the bear head bear head what's it called the bear mouth (laughs) the the reverse bear trap reverse reverse bear trap thank you the bear mouth um 
because he's drawn up that in hospital. Um, so you can see from the beginning that all the all the evidence that they they need to put together to make the whole is there. So having this like mystery at the heart of it and figuring it out is very much the what would you do, how would you handle it, what's going on here sort of situation, which is good and interesting. I love me a uh, game show horror. She says I love it. So that have you seen the cube? Yeah, yeah. I love oh cube. man, that is so. I think that film deserves more credit than Saw. That that film. No. It, it is Saw about seven or eight years before Saw happened. That is yeah. my absolute, it's my go-to horror film. Even in January, it's my Christmas film. I will, I yeah, will watch it, the it, shit it's, out it's of great. That. Stuff like Nine Dead and uh, I've said Velcro Express. I'm trying to think of all the ones that I've listed off before. But I, I love when they're put through a horrible game where they have to figure out the end goal and use like their bodies or their minds to get through it and kind of make those decisions. Cube is the ultimate like inception point of that. And it, it's absolutely underrated. It deserves way more love. Like it's such a, a nasty it's little so film. It is. It just the things there are so many sore things in there. You would think that it happened afterwards, but mm. every single character in that film is a bit of society as well like everyone in it is representing a nasty nasty piece of society other than your man kazam who is just innocence just uh, oh man right this is not the cube podcast it could very easily be um, it should be we love the cube so what about hypercube and and cube zero <laughs> Look, I'm all about the cubies. That's all I've got to say. I think the uh, the first one is the best one. The other ones are just yeah. there. Um, but the the first one started off something neat that Saw tapped into and and continued. And I think that's probably what brings people back to Saw every time because the, yeah. the, the stakes are raised. And it's what people bring people back to Cube. It's just not enough people were there for Cube in the first place. Yeah, for them to be absolutely. like, oh, let's go see the rest. We need a Cube revival. Like, don't remake yeah. it. Just put it out there. Um, mm. So... After, I think it's quite... So the Saw franchise, I'm really impressed that it managed to keep going after it killed the the main protagonist in Saw 3. And so, were you shocked by that at the end of 3 when he's just split open? Or did you just think, oh, okay, it's a trilogy and we'll leave it there? I was more shocked when Saw 4 was announced afterwards. Be like, oh, okay, well, that was the bigger one. So, how is this going to happen? How the fuck are you going to do this? Yeah, I think um, I think you know nastiness begets nastiness in horror, and it's very much um, like comeuppance, isn't it? So something bad is going to have to have, have to happen to John Kramer at some point to yeah. make up for his sins. Um, so you know, it had to be big and bad, and and you know, just there, it just had to happen. So it's not as shocking from a narrative point of view as continuing for like four or five <laughs> more 17 films. films later yeah well you, you get it obviously in a shirt nightmare you have freddy's dead um friday jason goes to hell jason comes back from hell yeah. jason visits for the weekend you know you have all of these different ones uh sure halloween h2o spoiler that's a pretty definitive ending and they you know that and yet mm. you know um, and yet it, more happens. And yet, yes. I mean, yeah. but John, you know, is a is a human, and you know he's a human with brain cancer as well. So it is kind of like, oh, I, I, I when I watched Saw three the first time, it wasn't until I think Saw five had come out, so I knew there was at least two more films, and I was like, well, that's that's an option, that that's a way to end the film, isn't it? And you kind of know there's an accomplice, but the genius behind Saw four is that it happens at the same time as Saw 3, doesn't it? 
honestly after saw three uh, i said i think i said this before the podcast everything blurs <laughs> into one i know i, I can talk about this the saw one for days i talk about saw two a bit saw three you know it's there the rest of them are just one long oh my god there's traps there's horror it's yeah. there and then it's we re- reach jigsaw at the end i'm like oh yeah jigsaw was good but it's all the same thing again <laughs> jigsaw happens earlier than you think it happens as well great well done yeah cool. yeah like well, i just, love you- the mess in timeline stuff i think it's i i, I like that as a concept because they've got it as their thing. There's so many things that Saw just has as its thing that people don't respect it as a horror movie because they think, oh, it's full of goo. But then yeah. um, it has so many fun fun bits to it that, that make it better. But yeah, th- those films do blur together. That is unavoidable, I'm afraid, that they are just one and the same, one big blob of... So I would, I would love to see three and four cut together as one film because mm. they, they happen at the same time it's four people's tests and cool and then five six and seven literally need to be one film there's there's mm. no need to look some of them don't even make it to an hour and a half um but it, the time thing is really really clever and i do love it but you can definitely tell it's pandering for a, we need to pump out a saw film every single year because they make bank and it's like cool. Wait, you, where you, does it slot you, into the timeline yeah literally not where you think it does mm. you could say as well that thanks to saw one there's a there's a whole industry because like, how popular have escape rooms gotten? You know what I mean? Yes. And yeah, and how twisted is it that escape rooms have come from Saw? Like, how fucked are we, I, really? Oh, I love this. I love this tangent run. I love, I love escape rooms so much. They are so fun. And now, I never even made the Saw connection. Oh, Obviously, did you they're stuck in a room. No, I was just like, oh, I'm having fun in a cabin. I'm like... Why have I just found a hacksaw? <laughs> Why am I in chains? It's because there's so many horror films that are about being trapped and escaping all that sort of thing. I never thought, oh, I'm stuck in one room, which is perhaps very dumb. But what but, about yeah, the, film, like, the Escape Room? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that was the inspiration. <laughs> but no, uh, I, I think, um, oh my God, they should do a proper Saw themed one. This is the thing I've been like distracted. I'm sure it's. I'm sure it already exists and I'm sure I don't want any part of it as well. I want to go in it. I want to See, this is the thing. This is what Saw has done. It's the would you rather. Yes, I want to try it out. Can I do it? Can I cut my foot off? I don't know. Okay, who see. knows? Until I'm there, I don't know. That yeah. is the fun bit of about John's traps. I'm on first name terms of him. It's fine. Don't call yeah. him Jigsaw. We've Big mi- Johnny. Mr. Kramer. Um, the, the, I did this through all of the films was... Yeah, I'm pretty sure I could get through that one. Mm. Nope, not getting through that one. I'll just die. Yeah. It's fine. This isn't worth it. It's, I'm not going to oh. start carving bits of me off. The, the chest and the acid thing. Like, when you see oh. her do it and you're like, oh, okay, maybe, maybe I could have coped with the hand pain for getting the key. It's like, oh, okay, no, her chest just ripped open anyway. Good, oh, thanks. But that's that the was, truth, isn't it? She was never going to... None of them She wasn't are, supposed to escape that trap. Yeah. She didn't have a hope. No, no, none of them are particularly nice but that's mean that like cuz she was uh she was an established <laughs> character I mean, that's, yeah. you yeah. know so i mean that was just to yeah. to put someone who we i guess know in that kind of a situation it's just like ah oh, seriously well that sucks that's a bit mean yeah, yeah come <laughs> you on meanie. come on so yeah. no, when they started when they started when they started killing people and not sticking to the rules, that was where it went downhill because it's like, oh, okay, we've we've established a rule. We've established your things. We know we're going to have some timeline messing. We're going to have some limbs split. Um, and then when they started being like, oh, actually, anyone can die for any reason. They don't have to redeem themselves even when they do manage to actually complete the challenge. Unfair. Not good sportsmanship, I say. Yeah. Bad. Bad Amanda. Bad Amanda. No. Stop it. Horrible. 
I mean, you, you, you want to know that there's at least a chance they could carve a key out of their own eyeball, as long as the chance oh, is there. Their own... If yeah. there's no chance, oh. there's no fun for anyone. No, it's anything with eyes. I just it's like the, there's the one where the the guy is chained to the bed and he has to press the buttons that come down and stab his own eyes out. I'm like, you know what? I've had a good run. I'm probably yeah. just going to call it a day because I, I don't don't think I could do that. Oh, it's like the Dead Space Machine, Dead Space 2, where it comes down. Yes! Oh, 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 dear me. These Noon films. tech, bad. You know, um, I, I, the, <laughs> the one that always gets me, um, when I think about it, it's not even one of the gnarly ones. It's just thinking about how he survived it. I'd be like, nah, I'd be dead. Is um, when he gives himself, um, one of the detectives gives himself uh, a new, like, esophagus with a pen. Oh, it's the guy from, um, um, th- it's his name is Strom, but he's, uh, yeah. he's the guy from uh, Thingy, the Gilmore Girls. Uh, yeah. Not, yeah. Not that I've seen that show. But, um, <laughs> yeah, he just straight up stabs himself in the neck with a biro. It was like, I mean good i'm pretty yeah, sure you have a few more minutes I, of air left but no i just couldn't do that i think it happens in like red eye as well i think she stabs him in the neck with a pen every time i like just that it's happened in more than one film every time i think about it i'm like no that's me that's me no, not even I'm the done. horrible stuff like i'm just like the, the pens and necks do not belong together eyeball stuff i can i can handle a bit of eye stuff really? but pens pens in throats i don't know what it is just thinking about like the, the 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 swiftness of it and it not being an actual like surgical procedure yeah, yeah surgical procedure fine a pen to the throat no no so like anything it. at speed really gets me so pulp fiction springs to mind when she they've got the adrenaline needle and it's like mm. right you have to do it exactly between this rib and this rib so i'm gonna get a six foot run up and i'm just gonna stab <laughs> i'd miss <laughs> I'm, a need- I'm immediately going to snap that needle into a rib cage, and this is all going to be game over. I would be do- going the eye. That'd be what it is. It's exactly the same. I'd miss, and I'd like stab myself in the nose. It's like, well, this hasn't helped anybody. But with the biro, I would miss definitely. I would end up stabbing myself in the nipple and totally uh, miss my throat entirely. It's again, it's such force, and oh my god, you miss, and you've just like you've just given yourself a horribly painful, <laughs> weirdly like you're so aware of it, like it wouldn't yeah. it, it wouldn't be that fast because you just you would be oh no, it's and just ink mm. poisoning. I mean, think about oh, that. it's a it's real deal. Needed. It's a, yeah. a real problem. And then if you do need to take notes later on, where's your pen? It's gone. You haven't got a pen anymore. Yeah. No. It's a lose How do you lose take it everybody. out? How do you take it out? You just drown Carefully. in your own blood, which is worse. Mm. I think it's the drowning side of it. I think that's what it is. Obviously, the trap's scary because he's going to drown in that. But yeah. drowning in your own blood, a lot scarier, like thinking of it being in the throat. So mm. it is literally, the, that trap in particular, it's like two massive milk cartons that feed water into the glass box. I, I just kind of thought, drink it. Like, you've got three minutes. Just, <laughs> just gulp. take a lot of gulps. It's like, gulp, gulp. And, I mean, what's... I mean, there's a few things I would do before biro to the esophagus. It's, oh, kind of, it's, just, it's lower down on the list, isn't I'd it? I'd give up. I'd just be like, no, sorry. <laughs> no, it's fine. That's this enough. is cool. I'm done. Cut my leg off, yeah. The head in the box, no. No, oh. no biro. Biro in the pocket. Be like, I'd write on the box... No, thanks. Literally, the last thing written on the screen was, nope. (laughs) I could have used this pyro, but chose not to. (laughs) Uh, I don't know where we go from there. I really don't. I think we... Yeah. (laughs) I love it. What a tangent. So, is that... What what a tangent. I mean, my next question was going to be, what is the the trap that you couldn't watch and that you you absolutely creeped you out the most? But I think we answered it there. Oh, yeah, that, that's like the solution. I didn't like the needle one from two. Yeah, that's a, that's a oh, good one. Oh, no, that's up there. Mm. 
that doesn't that didn't even need to be a trap though like there was no need to chuck chuck her in I don't think there's need for anything to be honest I don't, uh, no, no. No. John's got his reasons it's fine I can see <laughs> I can see where he's coming from. I don't know, the one where you, your limbs slowly get turned around. I'd argue there's a, there's oh. a reason for that one, but all of the others. Oh. No. no. Oh, no, no. I tell I tell you the one, the one in two where he he's in the um he's in the oven and it turns on and he could have solved it if he'd looked around first to yeah. get the antidote. Yeah. He could have done it. Could have done but it. then you, yeah, it's just it's not that he cooks, it's that he cooks slowly because you see the things come. On. The the oh. brazen bull as well when the woman's in that and uh, you know it's getting heated oh, that's up. Awful. Oh, horrible, simmering, horrible. Simmering. I really hate the idea of like the the bronze bull as like a concept. Anyway, that it was real and that it was yeah. like a horrible, nasty thing that happened. Hate that to see it actually in a horror film with someone being bulled. Just no, no, no awful, awful. No, it's you. the slowness. It's the slowness. The twisty limbs. It's the slowness. Like just no, no. And, like the the crushing. He survives the like biro to the esophagus, but he slowly gets crushed, and you just see uh-huh. his like his. Oh, you just see his arm snap through the bone. It's like, oh my god. Um, it's the ones that really get me are when you have to cut something out of yourself. And I'm like, could you just. Could you not have put you it anywhere just give it else? Them. Just put it into somebody else or just uh, anything. Just don't make me cut a key out of yeah. my spleen. Saw one. Amanda carves into her friend. That's fine. Yeah. Yeah, no problem. Yeah, yeah go on. Perfectly Ian, please fine. don't take this the wrong way, but, you know, I. I might stop at one of your eyes. I mean, oh, he has <laughs> to like. This is where he shows him the X-ray. This is where I've put the key. It's, it's behind your eye. Oh, oh fuck you, man! Really? Like, <laughs> put it up my nose, dude. I, I'll stop. Not behind my eye. I shouldn't have to cut anything out. I say any fleshy bit, I'd be fine. Like you know, put it in the leg. All right, whatever. Okay, yeah. I don't know what it is about the leg. I'm just like, yeah, it's fine. The deal with the legs. That's good. If it's <laughs> in the arm, to your legs. fine. Yeah, like if it's in the arm, fine. If it's in anything that's like, I don't know, burrowable, uh, it's fine. But the yeah. eye is not a burrowable place. <laughs> the it's, face, just in general. It's Ugh. not a place where you store food. I have this idea now that months from now, whenever, you know, we all meet up and life goes back to normal again, we'll all meet up in a bar someday. And you'll rock up with a false leg, Ash. And we'll be like, <laughs> do you know what? I'm not even going to question it. It's something happened and we know that she made it through the test. I assume yeah, there was a key sore. in there. Yeah. <laughs> It's something to do with so I hope there was a key in there. The one one that reminds (laughs) me, and I feel like this would be you the most, Ash, after our our 30-minute conversation, is actually the lady in, I think it's five or six, they all blur together, it's fine. But she's one of the mortgage brokers, and you have to give a pound of flesh. So Mm. he's, he's quite a big chap, so he's happily carving off bits of himself. She starts kind of like halfway up the arm, realises it's not going to be enough bales and then goes a little bit higher and I was like, woman, why didn't you start at the shoulder? Like, you've now got to start from scratch. Just the whole thing, the whole thing. No, no, no. no. I just, no, I don't like, I don't like thinking of it being like multiple tries. You just want it one swift go. One and done, that's it. It's like 147 hours. Have have you seen, you must have seen that, the scene. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, that's horrible. The the thing that gets me that is the nerve. It's just the nerve it, when he pulls it like a piece pain. of spaghetti. Oh, uh, oh, the noise but, that it makes. It's like, oh, that's real. I felt that in my teeth. Yep, in my, in my teeth, in my eyes. That that's that really happened. It's it's in the book when he's just like. It was at this point. I really wish that I hadn't blunted the knife trying to cut the rock. <laughs> it's like you're using a blunt pen knife. Uh, oh, it's grim. 
Oh man, so I really love that we went to really, really kind of educated social commentary to oh my god it's so icky it's gross yeah but that's the joy of it though isn't it, it? Is. it's what it inspires Saw is all about going to talk to people going did you see the icky thing could you do the icky thing like, yeah I feel exactly like that's the heart of the mm. series and I don't think that's what they started out to make but it's what it became and it, they embraced that fully and you know what again fair play make it do it have a good time I'm enjoying it I think it'll be really interesting to to see if Spiral brings it back yeah that's exactly um, what I was going to say brings it back to something I'm actually mm. really excited to watch Spiral it doesn't I don't even care who's attached to it but it, no. it is I think it's it's going to be cool I am more excited from everyone who's attached to it I think yeah. Chris Rock him saying that he had a great idea for it is, is really interesting am I right in thinking Sam Jackson's in it as well because correct attached. he is yeah. like yeah. bizarrely yeah. it's, it's going to be good it's, it's going awesome. to be good it has to be I just I, I think that they're going gritty detective drama with it, so I, which is like again lots of saw films. Yeah. Um, but I, I I don't know. I I'm quite happy for them to, them to go the psychological torment route of like the early film and kind of jigsawy as well. I think jigsaw had a good balance between oh my god this is a massive trap of weirdness like the big cyclone thing. Oh, it's um, mental, isn't it? Yeah, like they had some great innovative traps as well as oh okay here's all the think pieces, all the race to find jigsaw. Is he alive? Yeah. Is he not? Um, and then the big twist at the end being the timeline duality um i i i like i think that was a really good stepping stone for something good to be built off and to kind of they, they have a choice they can branch into whichever way they want to or they can continue with the jigsaw thread i think jigsaw is really underrated by the way like i don't think i've said that yet but i think it's really underrated because people think of it as a source sequel as a reboot whatever but um i i, I really enjoyed it i was like oh yes this is actually this has brought me back to the Saw series when I watched it. Well, the gap doesn't do it any favours, does it? Because I think the last Saw film is 2010, 2011, something yeah. like that. And this came out in 2017, I think. Mm. So it is easy to think, oh, it's just a cash-in. But some real thought went into the movie. It wasn't just tacked on or a, a copycat killer. It was really mm. cleverly done. Um, which is why I don't have any doubt that Spiral's going to do something equally, yes. if not more clever. Um, I just I'll, I'll watch I'll watch Mr. Jackson just do mm. any if he ends up in a trap, the motherfuckers are just going to be flying. Oh no! <laughs> my leg, motherfucker! <laughs> I gotta chop off my leg. Jesus Christ! <laughs> yeah, okay. It probably won't be the tagline for the film, will it? <laughs> right. So I think we've done a pretty good job on Saw. I really want to talk about. Um, Nort's horror, Naughty's horror in general, and why it floats your boat so much. Oh, me? And the floor is open. That's it. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna be fancy like Sean <laughs> and put the context of the Mars, the moon, the Mars landing. Oh shit, we are in the future. The moon landing in reflection to um, the day after tomorrow. But yeah, just why? Why it floats your boat? Oh, I think it's. I, I just to jump in here. I think it's um, again from reflecting on earlier. It was the inception point for so many things, and it was a really corny time for horror as well. It was very much like, oh, what dumb teen stuff can we make? Like teen horror thrived in the noughties, which was so wonderful. Done with teen horror. Sorry, I love teen horror. I love it. <laughs> I live, laugh, love it. Um, I like anything that's like just goofy, embraces horror cliche, and I yeah. think the two thousands did that absolutely. They were like, hey, we're gonna make some dumb horror films, and you're gonna enjoy them, as well as delivering loads of fun stuff as well I think it is the most underrated period of horror you got stuff like Ginger Snaps and Jennifer's Body giving great feminist views that you didn't get for, Jennifer's you know, Body is awesome yeah it's a 
amazing. You get you get these insights that people overlook because they're like, oh, it's a Megan Fox film, whatever. And then it's like a line no, there in wait. Yeah. yeah. Well, she, Megan Fox is a gift and a treasure, and people don't realize it till now. And it's like, please, please. Yeah, I she's, just think everything she's about not that just period. a short pair of shorts from the Transformers film. She's yeah. she actually delivers some stuff. Yeah, she's totally wonderful. agree. She's wonderful, but I think Naughty's horror, just in general. Again, inception point for for zombies. For I love found footage. Found footage is one of my true loves of horror, and uh, I think Naughty's to like twenty tens is is its peak. It's its best point. It's like obviously where most of it happens. But yeah. I love that as a trend. People get really irritated by found footage, but I think it's one of the the best parts of horror because it's just so goofy, and anybody can make it as well. Like you don't know what you're gonna get. You can turn on Paranormal Activity, or you can turn on something like Webcast and get something absolutely ludicrous in the process and not Unfriended, know what's on the other end which is yeah, basically yeah. found footage isn't it but it's it, it could Post. be really goofy but it works exactly but it works yeah. like paranormal so I've, you've mentioned paranormal activity i have to jump on that it is it's up there with like the first one is up there with one of my favorite horror films of all time and i kind of get a bit of horror snobbery about it because it's like well it's just a load of jump scares i think it's friggin' genius look it merged found footage and a, a regular film as you'd imagine but it just, it feels so real it is mm. i can well so i never saw it at the cinema i saw it for some reason at home alone in the dark better, um, better? It's, oh it's brilliant but it's it's it was i think it's as original as saw was it mm. it gets mocked yeah. a bit now but that is one fucking creepy film yeah, found footage like it lives and dies by home viewing. You watch it yes. in the cinema. I don't think it's as realistic as watching it at home. You know yeah, you're like, in the cinema. Yeah, but like talking about paranormal activity being the start of that, you obviously had Saw being the start of torture porn. You've also got like the Resident Evil films, which are amazing. I love a totally bit of video great. game oh adaptation. I love Resident Evil. Uh, you also have Final Destination coming around in this period. Like it's just, it's just right, a hotbed. I, mean, I can be here for another four and a half hours. Final Destination needs a lot. I love these films. They are my guilty pleasure. It's mm-hmm. stick it on. You basically, you know, beat for beat, what's going to happen. And I think each one is better than the last. Yeah, I think besides four, which I, is not then bad. Uh, which I one's like four. four. Four's the one. It's it's the the final destination. Yeah, yeah, the final destination. Uh, it's the one uh, the the one that I remember it for is it's actually like one of the gnarliest kills I think is when um, the guy uh, I can't remember his name it's like it's it's something like Chad or Hunter of course um, gets, they all are yeah gets sucked to the bottom of the pool and has his inside sucked out oh, like, oh through his ass. god yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. is that, that one, the, that's that film yeah that's the one is that's not the one with the yellow, the the escalator is it or is that the one afterwards oh I think they get somebody might, gets sucked like, into an escalator. Oh, I think one it might. Where it's the I think it might be at the end, uh, which is the escalator one. It is that one, yeah. Yeah, it, it has the best. Excuse my voice. I'm just like, <laughs> it's um, it has the best set pieces. Four is the worst film with the best set pieces, so it gets yeah, away totally with everything. Agree. But again, once you've done the story, like, I really wanted to. So ages and ages ago, I wanted to reboot the final with the millions of pounds that I have. I wanted to reboot the Final Destination franchise, but lean more into the mythology of death being the one that's driving everything but life also having a power as well so whereas death Ooh. is like a gust of wind that will knock over the nail gun that stabs her maybe life is a beam of light that like kind of melts <laughs> something that saves them and I wanted this battle between the two 
and the humans underneath are just like we are getting so fucked up here like we're all gonna die but there's a cool battle going on so yeah if anybody's listening that's my pitch i'll take it <laughs> i'll make it good brilliant i'm gonna hold you to that it works for me that's that's great also let's talk again about these millions and millions of pounds you have um i feel this is good thing to know for the podcast it's mostly sat behind me in in models i'm sorry it's the, the wisest investment to be completely honest <laughs> so um if you could what is what while i've got you here well sorry while i've just taken over sorry sean while we have you here <laughs> all-time favorite horror movie horror movie what is it that's an unfair and horrible question that well, I'm not going to Well, that's why answer. I asked it. I'm a full no. supporter of John Kramer, so I'm going to ask horrible horrible questions as well. Right, right. <laughs> I'm Again, just going to take this one. opportunity to say, Ian, you're absolutely allowed to be in control of this bit because I don't want anything to do with <laughs> oh, this. I'm right not now, putting you five, on the spot like this. <laughs> four, three, two, one. <laughs> oh, you came me down. I, my eyes now, popped out go. of my head then. Uh, right, right. Mm, I like The Fly. Oh, is one of cool. My, okay, is good. one of my biggies. Ooh, the Descent, absolutely up there right. for me. No one talks about The Descent I anymore, love that film. I freaking love that film. At what culture, it was like in every list. I was like, have you seen The Descent? <laughs> like in every, at the end of every, yes, I loved Ash, it. Yes, Ash, we get it. You like The Descent. <laughs> <laughs> the Descent at Cabin in the Woods was the other one that was on everything. Oh, I love Cabin in the brilliant. Woods. That, that is so clever. That is Joss Whedon's best film. And yes, I include yeah. The Avengers. Yeah, it's Drew Goddard. We've got to give him his, like, you know, yeah. kudos. Is that what we're sticking with? You're going to give me three answers instead of one? Yeah, well, I'm not going to, I'm not going to give you one. There's too many. There's way too many things. There's so, there's so many things that I have different favourites for, for like different moods as well. Uh, people, you could say, what's your favourite horror film? What's your favourite action film? And like, yes, you could give like a broad answer, but there's so many subgenres that I yeah, cannot this is why genres, genres and labels suck mm. because horror, it, it was, it's a deliberately unfair question because horror mm. is, it's not even... It's not even a, a subcategory or genre. It is way, way too big. There's so much in between. Um, I guess, so, comes around to Halloween. You're probably sick of horror, horror all year. October's probably the month that you don't watch any horror films because you're sick of it. No, it's <laughs> when I've watched the most. I, I oh, make sure brilliant. I watch one every day. I do a little thread on Twitter where I watch one every single day. And I don't have time to do that. I absolutely don't. And it's like, I just I give up don't. everything else <laughs> to make sure I'm watching horror movies all the time. But no, I, I love Halloween. I love October, like, ramping it up and being the celebratory time of horror. I love Christmas for horror movies as well. Like, I think Christmas horror movies are, like, prestige. Home, Home Alone is... <laughs> <laughs> I was about to say, Home Alone is absolutely a horror film. W- it's a saw film. A yeah, it is absolutely. It was... It's a saw film. Like there's so many theories about. <laughs> oh, he grew up face. to be Jigsaw. I hundred percent. Oh, I love it. Yeah. Did, he did like a little video, didn't he? Where he, oh, I'm sure yeah. he, he did like a funny video where it was like he kidnaps somebody and ties them up, and then no, that's it. He kidnaps Marv, but grown up, um, and he's like, "Yeah, I want to play a game." I was like, "Oh, shit. <laughs> that's oh, so no. good." Oh man, right. I I think have we got anything you need to get off your off your shirt, off your shirt, off your chest? Off my shirt. <laughs> Not you, Sean. I meant Sean. Sorry. <laughs> Sean, is there anything you need to get off your chest while we've got Ash here, horror wise? Good lord. Uh, uh, wow. Um, yeah, that took a you turn. Were, uh, sorry. Just, actually, I, I, so, yeah, that that really did. Uh, yeah. No. Um, especially about uh, found footage films um, and VHS. I think, and the kind of mumblecore uh, theater, like genre of uh, horror. That maybe this is so naive of me, but it feels like something that just feels like it should have a brighter light shone on it. Because like VHS is amazing, 
Um, was that the end of that thought? Just VHS <laughs> as a format? <laughs> no, no, but like, but I feel is it is that the kind of thing that would then suffer from getting a greater audience? Does it just become then more kind of schlock things like that, like the first wreck film? Like, I, w- I would like to say the only Blair Witch film, but the first Blair Witch film, you know, do these things, <gasps> Don't. does does horror oh, do as it, do a it, do genre... It. I, Yay! It's I, Sean's turn to offend I, I, I will take Yay. my punch in a second. But I just love does, does horror as, as a genre, I think, suffer the most from um, the kind of repeated sequels? I think you can have your Hallmark movies where you have... You know, a simple wishes, princes, toads, dressed seventy-two, and it doesn't really change anything about the genre. But I think when you take something special like Saw, like VHS, like Blair Witch, and you kind of pump a lot of money into it, I think, I think, I don't think it's a great thing. You know, I, I, I feel I should have Ooh. articulated that better. So I'm gonna see if you can articulate no, that I better. Think, I think we, no, I think we get the point, ish. <laughs> I think, well, is it is it horror sequels you've got an issue with or the concepts being given the big books I think it's the concepts being given the big books because there are some excellent low budget sequels and I mean like Halloween 3 mm. season of the witch I will defend to the ground <gasps> because I think it's a great idea um, but uh, it just didn't need to be a Halloween film did it yeah potentially yeah exactly exactly um, I like the idea that we're going to go for an anthology series love that idea I think, yeah, when you take... Although Halloween 2018 is amazing. Yeah, um, this is what I mean. So... See, the, the, the thing is, you said Blair Witch and uh, one of the most underrated horror movies and underrated found footage movies ever is Blair Witch 2016. It's one of the scariest things I have seen. I saw, I saw that in the cinema, but, uh, like thinking, oh, it's okay, it's a found footage film. It won't be as bad because when you watch it at home, I feel like it's much worse watching a found footage film. But in the cinema, I could not escape the horrors that be- befell me. Um, have you, have you, have you guys seen it? Because if not, that, that's your homework. That's what I'm saying. You I have not Blair seen Witch. it. I, I haven't. That. I love Blair Witch. Um, it's so scary. Was so excited that it was coming out, and then things happened, and I never saw it. But. I, I heard awesome things about it, so I'm definitely yeah. going to have to do that as some homework. It's genuinely... I feel like people look at it and go, oh, it's a Blair Witch sequel, it's Book of Shadows again. Like, no, Blair Witch 2016 is so scary and so good, and if you like fan footage, it absolutely cuts to the core. It is, it is a great, great film. And I think that kind of is my proof that something being given like the big money a concept being given the big money can succeed i do agree sean that like if you give too many of them too much money and put them into the hollywood system they have to fit the framework of what a hollywood horror movie is and then they follow tropes and cliches and have producers that want happy audiences instead of experimental horror and that's how you move away from getting you know good concepts that are just being tried out by people who have a passion to make horror to what's going to earn money and that being diluted is a sad thing but sometimes does result in big name brands of horror being given access to things that maybe you know wouldn't exist as well on a smaller scale like Blair Witch 2016 is the same filmmakers but has had so much money pumped into it to update it and bring the Blair Witch scares to like a modern audience like it has drone shots it has like different tech it's HD but it's still a fine footage film and I think that's a really great and interesting experiment to have um, because it doesn't quite broach into the Hollywood push for make loads of money it's it's still an experimental horror film and I think that's kind of the happy sweet place that you need to fall into with these sort of things it's like yes give the concept money give it enough money that it can shine but don't put it in a box with 
the Hollywood system, big fish, little fish, cardboard box I'm doing at the moment. <laughs> we, yeah, I can see it's good. It's good. I think I think the audio picked that up as well. That was pretty cool. <laughs> I, I totally agree. I think it's the problem is with the big bucks can often come with um, some strings attached, can't it? It's like, yeah, you've got to tick these boxes. It's got to be able to be seen by the whole family. Um, there's always strings attached. But then at the same time, do you want your, your tiny film that costs £10,000 to make to be seen by 100 people? Or do you want to make a few compromises and let it be seen by the entire world? Um, so yeah, it, it, it's that's, that's movie making, isn't it? But yeah, I, I don't necessarily think that chucking a ton of money at a film is a bad thing. No, yeah. I think you can sometimes spend it in the wrong place. I think a mm. good story is a good story, whether it costs a fiver to make or five five million pounds if you've got a good story to tell people it will get good word of mouth and people will come to see it like paranormal activity that holds the record doesn't it it's 10 i think it was ten thousand dollars to make and made about a trillion billion dollars at the box office Uh, yeah it's ludicrous ludicrous money i think um i think the one thing that holds horror back in recent years which is a very broad statement to make and not one that i'm going to back up in any way um but i just think i think cgi has been a bit of a downfall because it's not it's not something you can buy into and i don't think that's just horror movies i think that's films in general but i think practical effects if that if you've got money put them into practical effects and you'll have a horror film that might not be successful at first but will become a cult classic and last the test of time um like something like the hallow is brilliant like i don't think many people have seen it but you know it will get there by virtue of having brilliant effects that someone might pick up on in 10 years and go wow everyone should go and find this hidden gem the hallow which they should already because it's great it's a great like um spooky little folklore set in ireland film it's wonderful I'm, i'm adding that to my list um, yeah yeah no, never heard of it actually what's what's the idea behind it yeah it's it's a neat little concept about two people who move out to um the irish countryside and they live next to this forest and the guy is a um i i forget what he does but it's something where he goes into the forest and checks the trees like he does stuff like that and um basically the, everyone's saying don't go in the forest stop there's there's things in there if you trespass against them they will trespass against you and then it's kind of the result of him fiddling with the trees and going into the forest and this folklore stuff brought to life and the hallow um, come out. And that's all I'll give you because the rest is cool. is really good and the way they work and how they how they look is fantastic. Oh, awesome. I'll add it to my list. There, there is, it's almost daunting when you go into horror of how many... You could watch the big names and then there is probably a hundred more that you'll have never heard of that are absolute oh, yeah. gems. I'm still picking up them like all the time. It's like it's weird looking at a list and being like, "Oh, I haven't seen that." It's like there's another one. Oh, it's <laughs> I need just to the hand in my horror card. I haven't seen yeah. that. Yeah, I love it though because it's like you're always learning. Love it. It's great when it can be educational. Mm. <laughs> so, um, if you were gonna kind of on that note, if you were gonna recommend one film or a series of films or a few films that you want the the five people that are listening to go out and and watch that deserve a bit of a, a spotlight, what what would it be? Oh, oh my gosh. Another big question. Let me have. I made a little list oh, before this podcast yes. of oh, 2000s films. Of 2000 films that I really, really liked. They're not like, they're not all small. We haven't got time to go big. through 2000 films. No, but the 2000s <laughs> era, at least. Um, I watched the, the Host for the first time the other day, which was great. Um, the 2006 one. Uh, the Descent, again. Lake Mungo, I must always shout about. It is such a good found footage film. Oh man, um, I've never no- heard of it. I'm going to have to hand in my horror card. Ah, it's an Australian horror movie about um, a family who 
like lose the sister, the daughter, and um, believe that she isn't really gone. Um, so that's the 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 interest behind it. But it's not what you think it is, and then it's not what you think it is again, and then it's not what you think it is again. Oh, I love it. It's really Layers. good. It's really good. Also, it's not underrated and it's not unseen, but it is one of my favourites. Van Helsing from 2004. <laughs> There's no way that you... right. Okay, so I'm not going to judge because I've never seen it, but oh. I, I know it. I know it by reputation as a very shit film. But oh, I love it. Sing it's about so... how much you love it. It's so goofy. It is so goofy. It just set an awakening in me for horror that did because it's just, it celebrates all of the universal monsters. It's Hugh Jackman dressed as Van Helsing. This is Hugh Jackman, isn't it? Like that is enough for me to watch, but for some reason I never have. It's just, if you go in going, this is big, dumb Van Helsing, Hugh Jackman fun, you will have a blast. I can watch that like on repeat whenever because it's just so silly and and brings me so much joy. All right, that might go to the top of my list then. I've been looking, I've almost been looking for permission to watch it. Um, Here you go. I grant it you. Thank you. Good. Right. right, I'm just going to wrap up right now and go and watch that. Um, (laughs) The, so you just, you said universal. So were you super excited for the universal universe that was happening and yeah. then they balls the dark it. universe. Oh, that yeah. would have been so. I still, I still think it's got legs. I think they should still do something with it. I would like to see it, but I'm much, much happier seeing Lee Winnell do his standalone The Invisible yes. Man. Yeah. Like them doing it that way, having like um, Universal monsters with these concepts being rebooted, but not in a connected universe. I'm more than happy for that to happen. I think the connected universe would have been cool to have a horror oh, MCU. I love that like, idea so much. I don't think it yeah. needed Tom Cruise. I, they went too big and too hard with all of the names on it. But yeah. and the confusing thing was the most. So I love Brandon Fraser's the the mm. Mummy films. That yes. is my happy place. Love them to bits. It kind of acknowledged that it was a reboot slash sequel of that because it it mentions the Book of the Dead and it's the same, mm. but then it had no relation to it at all. And it's I just felt Universal weren't quite committed one way or the other to to what they were doing with that. Um, mm. I uh I like well Brendan Fraser's one's great the the new one the Tom Cruise one I didn't hate it I like a dumb action horror movie like yeah. I, I live for the Resident Evil films as well like I so I like good. I like action horror being yeah what it is you know what I mean if you go you ha- it's another one you have to go in and just be like I'm prepared to switch my brain off not, I'm just gonna enjoy yeah. this yeah like it's it's the it's the the bread and butter isn't it where it's like okay this is gonna be big and dumb um so I I, I didn't be zombie mind, dogs I didn't and lasers. mind the mummy. Yeah, I, I really didn't mind The Mummy, but I, I can't say I loved it or that I've watched it again since I first watched it. So, But whereas the, the actual Mummy with Brendan Fraser, I'd watch again and again and again. So I, I, with, you're right. Like with Bad The Rock, Scorpion King, CGI yeah. all over it. It just brilliant. Yeah, I love those films. Yeah. I don't know, how did I didn't expect in the horror podcast we would be going onto The Mummy films, but I think that's that's cool. That's where it gets us to. Best. So where where did we get up to? I mean, we're just going to list every. Should we just take it chronologically? Let's just list every horror film of the two thousands. Yes, Let's all go. of them. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think. Um, oh, let me pick some choice ones here. I watched the ruins again the other day. I love the ruins. It's, that's another one where it's um, it's it's silly, but it's it's good. I think if you take it, if you t- it's another, I like ones where you don't take it seriously. Drag me to hell is another great one because you don't take it seriously, but it presents oh, itself it. as serious. It's like so it's one good. of those ones. Yeah, it's like here I am, here I am, a serious horror film, but you actually watch it and you're like, mm, there's a By talking way, goat. I'm not serious at all. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's like not in a wink films, and I think the ruins is that. There's like a bit where there's um, 
I don't want to do too many spoilers for anyone listening who might want to watch it, but like the whole gimmick is that there's like something within the ruins that is being evil. And there's a, there's a piece where uh, they go in to find a mobile phone and uh, it's ringing, they can hear it. They're going, oh God, I've got to go and find this mobile phone so we can ring for help. And they go in and they go to this body that has the phone and the phone has been bust. And they turn around and it's a flower like vibrating going ring, ring. <laughs> and they've been, they've been fooled by a sneaky flower and they're like, ah, and have oh to run God, away from this flower. flower. That's yeah, amazing. It's, it's like Jumanji. It's good. Oh, right. Jumanji is a horror film. Yeah. Oh, it's without, horrifying. Without a doubt. It absolutely yeah, the spiders. is. Yeah. The spider, mon- monkey boy turning into monkey. Like, yeah. it is it is sore before sore. Yeah. The, the plant really freaked me out in Jumanji, where they're like, it's a, a vine and pulls them in and it's all oh, like, I'm oh. an evil petal. I hate it. I mean, that's... Little shop of horrors. Talk about, like, physical effects. Like actual using props there is some dodgy cgi in it and you can see where it is but you can also see where they used physical props and mm. the flower is one of them isn't it like that it, the vines that yeah. are pulling it oh man oh tangents creepy <laughs> creepy, creepy stuff it's so good um i think since we're nearing halloween or we are on halloween we are halloween, trick or behind treat. the curtain so no never seen trick or treat heard of it trick or treat it's definitely uh uh what do you uh, um, Hall of Shame film that I haven't seen. It's it's a real treat. All treats, no tricks. It's um, a, a feel good Halloween movie anthology film that just is big dumb fun. The Mortuary Collections just come out on um, on Shudder as well, and that is uh, another great anthology. I was very surprised by how fun that was um, and how much I enjoyed it. So those two would be my like little anthology picks. I should probably think of like a serious one at this point. Which no, probably, this even, is perfect. Eden Lake, Eden Lake is the one that's hard, horrible. Yeah, recommend. Is it? Yeah, no, I totally agree with that one. Uh, I am totally with you on there. Um, I, I want to give a quick shout out to Shudder actually, because Shudder is an awesome service. Like that is calling it the Netflix of horror is doing it a discredit. Like it is just it, it's a streaming service of its own that just mm. if you want to sponsor us, Shudder is go for fantastic. it. Shudder's got some absolute gems on there. I love Shudder. If I, I would just shill Shudder all day long, it's fantastic. Yep, sponsor me. I'll wear a Shudder t-shirt all day long. Yeah. Cool. I think, I mean, we've taken up a lot of your time, but it's been an absolute pleasure having you on. Um, this has been an awesome deep dive into Saw and pretty much horror in general. I love it. It's been awesome. Oh, I, I like the fact that we touched on Saw um, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> covered, covered everything else. Yeah, look, thank you so much. Thank you for having me. I've had a blast. I love talking about horror movies. If you want to talk horror with me, come talk horror with me. I would. I love doing any more. But yeah, thank you so much. I've had a really nice time. You guys are lovely. And it's a lovely podcast. I will Yay. shill this along with Shudder. Oh, I mean, that is good company to be in, isn't it? I think <laughs> That's very good company. Yeah. Yeah. You just have an episode a month, which is just going into horror, just regardless. Mm. I think at the very least, you've got to come back and join us next year. You just you become yes. our, our horror person. But oh, I, I think, is there another category of film? I'm just going to put you in the horror box. Is there anything, what else floats your boat? If it isn't horror, what would you be, what would you be shilling? <laughs> Films, films. I will watch anything, but horror is absolutely. I could, I could talk about horror for ages. Anything else, I'll just go. Yeah, I really like it. It's yeah, nice. It's really good. That was fun. I, I enjoyed <laughs> this one. Um, video games. Obviously, love video games. That's my other. My, my twin loves video games and horror movies. That's, that's all I. That's all I do. It's all I do, especially at the moment when there's nothing else to do. It's just video game horror I mean, movie. You've picked an absolute awesome niche to get into during lockdown. <laughs> in fairness, yeah, in one, fairness, isn't it? 
Yeah. So what I've really, off. really quickly, like un, un, unnamed, that wasn't the right word. Unappreciated video games. Give give something a shout out. Give it give it a spotlight. Oh, Drakan the Ancient's Gates. That's on the top of my head always because right, it's the most the underrated awesome. game. Yeah, it's about a uh, a woman and her dragon just going around the fantasy realms, helping out people, doing nice stuff. Drakan the Ancient's Gates is an absolute banger. It's a PS2 game. Not enough people have played it. It's one oh, I love it. You, I love that you've recommended the PS2 game. That's phenomenal. Yeah, love it. <laughs> This is how long this has been percolating in your mind. Oh, I, love, I it. love it. I just love it. I like it's. It's got like um like strange frog people in. And, oh, I just I I've put, I I it's, it's a PS2 game, but I have like played it recently because I just enjoy it. That Scooby Doo Night of a Thousand Frights I played <laughs> as well. Right, this is what you do for a job, isn't it? Like, like yeah, but this, this, that's for fun. That's just for me. That's awesome. I love it. <laughs> Oh, that's it. so my Rugrats, the the video game. That's my yes, my, my that top. Was that, great. that is an underrated game. That has got some mechanics in it. <laughs> right, it's been an absolute pleasure. We definitely have to have you come again. Where can where can everybody find you? Oh, you can find me at Ash Millman on everything. I think hopefully the, the Twitter and Instagram. I think that's it. And then um, yeah, that's that's it. I'm trying to think if I have more social media, but no, those are the two. Follow this lady. She's hilarious. She's brilliant. We are we are not worthy. I mean, the bowing doesn't come across very well because unless you can just hear my squeaky chair. chair. Creaking. Yeah, a creaky chair. <laughs> yeah. We are not worthy. Does that, does that really get the impression across? Yeah. Right, I'm just going to make a load of noise because I think Sean's editing. But um, yeah, no, thanks, Rush, for having, having having us. Wait, no, that's the wrong way around. I've just promoted no, her you. to host. <laughs> thank you for having me, and thank you for, yeah, just thank you. It's It's been really fun. Thank you so much. Awesome. We definitely have to do it again. Right. Thanks, everyone. You'll find us, as usual, at English Irish GTM. Points to me for not getting that wrong. We really need to come up with a new name of the podcast. Um, yes, we do. And anything else you want to get off your chest, Sean? No, it's been a great evening. Everything has been wonderful this evening. Everything except my internet, and um, yeah. no, it's 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 been a lot of fun. Um, thank you so much, and happy Halloween, everybody! Happy Halloween, Halloween, everybody! Don't don't go outside your house. Enjoy Halloween indoors. There's plenty of ways to enjoy it indoors. Um, cool. Thanks for listening, everybody, and we will see you next week. Bye. Bye. That was good. That was in unison for a change. Uh, sorry, I just took That's over good. your bye there, Sean. <laughs> no, his his goodbyes are pants. Don't worry. Thanks for listening to An Englishman and an Irishman Go to the Movies. I, at least, would love to hear your thoughts on the episode. Sean couldn't care enough to record this with me. You can find us on Twitter and Facebook at EnglishIrishGTM, email us at anenglishmanandanirishman at gmail.com, and check out our website, www.anenglishmanandanirishman.wordpress.com, where you'll find all of our previous episodes. You'll find me on Twitter at galactic underscore Dave, and you'll find Sean at Sean Ferrick. Thanks for being awesome, and we love you very much.